0: Welcome to Project Alchemy, the podcast. I'm Kobe Sheehan, a high school senior in Austin, Texas. I believe a meaningful life is something that we all seek to find. To discover what this looks like, I've interviewed inspiring adults in my community, asking them to tell their story of what happened in between, meaning their transition from adolescence to adulthood. Each will reflect on the lessons they've learned, both from triumphs and failures, and ultimately attempt to share what they believe is a life well lived. Enjoy the show. This is episode six of Project Alchemy. Today's interview features Gilbert Tuobonia. Gilbert is the founder of the Gazelle Training Group here in Austin and has touched the lives of so many people in this community. Gilbert is a collegiate national championship runner in the 800 meter and the author of This Voice in My Heart. Gilbert was born in Burundi and in the early 1990s survived a massacre of the Burundian Civil War and his road back to running was not an easy one. Gilbert, I'm honored to hear what you have to say. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, if we could start with your life around 20. I know it was a difficult time. Could you give us a glimpse into what that looked like?
1: Yeah, 20, it, it was a really a struggle for me because it was right after um, October 21st, 93. That's really my life turned upside down. And... Um, spent a whole month, three months in the hospital, recuperating, recuperating healing emotional and the physical. And I think we're moving fast. Nine, the whole 94, I, I, I remember a few things, whole 94. I was trying to find a school, and I was trying to put my life together and to go to college. Uh, luckily, around October of an, over 94 I was able to go to uh, college and when I got to college because um, I'm always running and things were going fast again I because um, I didn't stop running running was always a vehicle for me that helped me to calm my nerve and bring me joy and so I started running and then 94 I was in the college I did some strange things nobody ever done uh, when I got to college in Burundi college student it's all about notes it's all about school and I was doing engineering um, and I go business but I found a time to run so 20 I would say that leading to 20 it was tough but um, 20 when I was 90 in 96 I moved to this country when I was 22 so if you ask me in the 20s it was fast things were moving in the right direction
0: was there a time when you were told that you couldn't run anymore
1: Correct. Uh, when I was in the hospital, the doctor looked at me and he said, I'm sorry to say, but you will never run again because I lost 30% of my body. The scars, as you can see, um, my, uh, my, I lost 30% of my, my back, my arms, and my leg, and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't breathe eat. I mean, it was, it was bad. Did that whole back, that whole right side was kind of like paralyzed. I couldn't move,
0: yeah. And so did you believe him?
1: You know, it was, it was very hard to digest, but I didn't believe him. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do anything possible to get out of this funk. And, um, it took me three months, three months, someone came to see my, uh, see me in the hospital. And I decided I'm going to do crazy things. I jumped on his bike, bicycle. And my, my my right leg was bent. I couldn't extend because of the blood clogged. I couldn't expand. And when a friend came on a bicycle, with a bicycle, I was able to stretch it out. And that gave me a chance to start doing therapy. That gave me a chance to start um, moving along. And one of my goals was to go to college. One of my goals was to come here in the United States on a Run for NCA's. That was my goal: get a good education in the United States and go back here for Burundi. That was the goal. So in my twenties, it was um, it was a rocking. Um, Nineteen it was the worst, and twenty, I was trying to put my life together, uh, school, and uh, you know academics, and also um, running, athletic, because I wanted to be the best I can be. Right, and was that that road back to running hard? It was really hard at the beginning but I took a slow time to build. Um, I, uh, at least in in my body, I hydrated, like hydration was the key because I know a lot of, I lost a lot of water on my body. And eating, I changed my diet to eat something very healthy. And uh, uh, I started running. I moved from altitude to the city and it made it easy. The college, the university was in in a, Low altitude, the sea level. So when you grow up in altitude, it's a very easy to uh, so, yeah. start running. Yeah. Right.
0: What was your plan for the future at that point? Um, you wanted to go to the states, right? Yeah. Was that was that a difficult decision to make? Was there fear in moving, or was it more excitement? Um, it was not easy. It was more like a dream. It was more like a dream.
1: I dreamed um, that one day I would go to you know to the United States. I knew what they're looking for. Colleges, they're always recruiting overseas, especially when I was growing up. You know, there's a certain time you have to run. You have to run like 150, 800. I've done that in my junior year. When I was, yeah, when I was 17, I ran 150. I knew I had that ah. time, yeah. And uh, 400, I was a national champion. So, I knew it was just to get the standard and I would be recruited. Sure enough, the invitation came when I was in the, in the hospital. I received a letter from Tulane University inviting me to run on full scholarship. I was like, yeah! If there's someone trusts me, it's a huge when Someone believes in you and you were being down and desperate. You know, hope for the future and someone lift you up. That message of hope from Tulane University, that was,
0: that was the beginning. So, so they knew that at that point you couldn't run? No, and, they didn't know. Oh, they didn't know. They didn't know so that was obviously reassuring then because of what you had already achieved right but were you worried that you were no longer going to be able to get back to the point
1: i was worried timeline uh, i was not sure that in two years i would be able to rebuild and get back because the other dream my heart was to run an olympics and so um, uh looking at the olympics happen every four years and i'm having this accident 93 the chances i'm not going to make it 96 but i was not going to give up Till you know the mid 2000, so I was worried. Yes, I was worried that it would be would be harder to make and to be able to deliver and run fast time they want. Right,
0: because they have those expectations. Yes, correct. So if colleges, uh, they had a pretty clear view of of what they were looking for, right, yeah, in the runners. Yes. But what when you went to college, you were looking for what?
1: In Burundi, I uh, I wanted to become an agriculture engineering engineering, which is probably I don't know what major here, computer science, because Burundi is an agriculture major, and so when you graduate, you really, there's a safety of job. And that's, to me, in my head, I would do anything to my power to graduate and to get an engineering degree so I can help the country. However, I look at the the system of education is not, uh, it's different than here, it's really tough. I remember we are 201 class, freshman year, only five people graduate. It's a really a selection. Five out of 200? Yeah. They, wow. it's a, every year they chop, they chop, they chop, until to five years, five people. But those are five, if you're among those five, your future is really a guarantee. You've graduated with a nice car and you lead a company, I mean a huge company. It's just that simple. So I was driven that. I was driven that I want to be one of those top five, um, wow. so whatever it takes. But. To come to the United States, I was worried that English was not my strength. Okay. Uh, I was good in science, not so much in the literature, and the English is a part of my struggle. Um, I was worried that although I know science, it's going to be tough to understand, in, because everything right. they taught is in English. I was, right. based, um, I was not confident about what I would do in the United States. Okay, and
0: did that, so, did that change?
1: Uh, it changed when I first moved here in uh, in the United States. It was like Grange, Georgia. I'm learning English. I'm taking some physics and chemistry and biology and math. My English was poor, but uh, one thing, you uh, science is, is universal. You know uh, the formula is universal, <laughs> right? And so the chemistry, the chemistry, the physics, the math, those algebra, pre-algebra is the same, right? And so it was easy. But when it comes to writing a paper, it was tough, or to, <laughs> gi- or to give a talk, it was very
0: tough. But um, yeah, you just wanted to give the answer. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. But my, uh, um, it's like a put a robot to work. It's like working, no, don't know how to explain. But right. um, that year, I was on the dean list, four point. Like how in the kid who doesn't speak English that's not are getting you know, getting for, for uh, GPA. <laughs> and I was on the Dean list, which is... While running? Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Incredible. Yeah. So what What drove you? Was this obviously working hard if you're getting grades and running and learning English all the same time? Was this to prove something to yourself?
1: No, I man as a young, I set a lot of goals. One of the goals was, um, in my life, personally, I set a goal, academic. I, uh, I want to get a good education. Um, and one of the goals was to come to the United States, run for NCA. But NCA, I was targeting the, because the, when you run in a full, full ride, full scholarship, you get scholarship, your education, you get paid. That was, yeah. I want to put myself in a situation where my parents didn't have the money to pay for college. So I wanted to I wanted to work hard so I can pay for myself with my strength. My, I call my brain and my legs. <laughs> yeah. So make them work. And um, I also, I'm crazy. I set up a date that I will marry. I said I will be married in 2000. 2000. When it comes like a 2000 like, million year, you know, born 1974. I started counting. This is where I will be. If I graduate this year, if I, everything is working, I should be. I, I said a like if.
0: It was, it was very planned out. Yeah.
1: So 2000, I have to uh, marry. But I didn't get married in 2000. I married in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> you almost failed. <made> <laughs> almost, almost. A year in the hospital, that
0: screwed me up. Right. Yeah. It so, was <laughs> a delay. Yeah. So with this structured plan in mind, um, I'm sure not everything came to be. Or, or like you said, you're a year late getting married. Was there disappointment in not ach- achieving anything you set out to do?
1: You know, um, I think... I came to realize that, yes, I have set some goals, but with some goals, you have put strategy to it. And when the strategy, uh, some, some of you are in control, some of you are not in control. Um, to come to this country first, it, I would have to have a school that would find me in Burundi. It was not I'm sending emails, that's, a bit, that's a before emails, that's before like a, a computer. Uh, I won't say before computer, but at least back in Burundi, at least with everybody's access to cell phone, email, Facebook, none of this. So it was based on people looking the results and the word of mouth. So you kind of, someone telling you what's going on, how do you find these athletes? So my part, I wanna, I, I, the goal was to put myself in a situation visible for any college in the United States. Luckily,
0: I have like six of them.
1: But none of them, none of them worked. So when really? I first, except the Tulane University.
0: Um, Was that one of the six
1: originally? Yeah. Okay. So Tulane University is the one that he, it really kind of reached out to me. I received a lot of letters from Boise, Idaho. Not even idea what a Boise is. <laughs> it means like it's too cold, man. So when I first year 96 come here, um, even though the goal was to go to Louisiana, I didn't get a chance to go. I uh, end up going to Abilene Christian University. Uh, because um, one is, when I first moved in this country, people like, L- Louisiana is awful, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there, there's a music, there's a lot of distraction, go to some cool places. And LSU, Tulane University is a private school. The coach came to see me, but I didn't get a chance to go because, again, they said it was too racist, and uh, I didn't know much better. I was in a, I was in Lagrange, Georgia. Lagrange is a city outside of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, so, yes, things didn't work out. Um, some did, but to make to this country, uh, you have no idea how hard it is to be able to get recruited from a small school out of Burundi to make to here. There's a chance, there's a lucky, or um, the mm-hmm. above, because it's really hard. Wow. First, first when you get here, it's a French system. And when you get here, everything is in English. So you can understand how hard it is um, that I had to spend the time studying my own. Uh, I would go beyond what the teacher would cover in the class. Right, you have to do twice the work of yes, everyone else Yes, yes, yeah.
0: So what do you think about the quote, hope is not a strategy? H- have there been times when you've really just had to have faith?
1: You know... You have, to, you have to put a faith in what you're doing, but hope without a strategy, it doesn't work. It's like a wish, it's like a putting a wish, I wish, I wish, you have to put a strategy on it. I'll give you a simple example. One year, I decided to run a marathon, okay? The first marathon, I was fit to run an Olympic time. I went in with just trust in my guts, trust in my, uh, my fitness. But I didn't have a strategy when to eat a goo, when to hydrate, uh, plan out how you're gonna do it. I'm just giving you a simple. And being in Africa, we're not used to these kind of a in the and, and water. When your mother asks you to go to your grandparents, you walk miles and miles, you don't even know the distance. Here everything is time and distance. You don't know. They say, go, it is 20 miles away, but you don't know, right? I was like, 26 miles, I can do it, no piece of cake. I ran the 23 miles, and my body shut down because I was dehydrated, and also it was cold, uh, hypothermia, hypothermia. Yeah. and so I ended up in a medical tent, and not only my last three miles were the worst, the slowest, I didn't make it that goal. So I went with the hope of trusting my, uh, my, uh, um, my ability, my speed without... A strategy and plan, how am I going to eat to make sure that my body stays fueled so I don't burn, right. so I don't steam so, so, overconfidence. Hope, that's right, that's right. So, a hope without a, pl- a, a plan and a strategy, it's, um, it would be harder to reach a new result.
0: What about having a plan without hope? So, say a bigger event like moving to the States. Yeah. Um there there has to be some unsurety in that, right? Yes. And 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 were there struggles? Um, did you ever question that that this was the wrong decision or that it wasn't going to work out or did you always kind of have faith that it would?
1: Um that's a tricky question, but that uh, but um, one of the thing that uh, helped me the most and that goes back to the question a hope or a plan without hope. You got to have some kind of hope optimism you gotta stay positive if things don't work out i'm the guide. that always seek for a solution if i need to knock on the door of somebody ask i'm not shy in a shy way to ask for help so yes you have to be positive and be hopeful that things will work but if you're just gonna hope uh without a plan and a strategy and stay positive stay motivated you're gonna make to to the goal
0: so coming out of college what what were you thinking uh, what, what what is your tenure plan if you had one
1: you know coming out of college I would say it was uh, very confusing and you son you see this in so many and so many people some people are lucky to be able to end up in a field what they study for I study agro business right I move here to Austin, I was working at Rantex on shoe floor, selling shoes. There's nothing has to do with what I studied. Zero. But you know what? I find a joy helping people putting, people, putting the shoes on people's feet. Dad, thank you, thank you for helping me. I'm running healthy. I'm running injury-free because you helped me find the shoes. That's more rewarding than trying to find a job that is not gonna satisfy you. And I'm also a true believer that God has a plan. No matter what we do, there's a plan in the place that if you just go with your gut, if you just go uh, with your heart, you end up satisfied, you will end up happy, you will end up reach your goal. So even though I study agro-business, working on a running store led to a lot of opportunities. I met incredible people that helped me start the Gazelle Foundation, that helped me start the running group. When I first started, people when they started um, a business, you have a business plan that associated with that. When I started the Gazelles, it was not, I started because of people that I helped, because I love helping people, I love to see results. And from that point, they went to their company and told their friends that they saw a guy who does magical mag- magics, and he's amazing. They were talking about me, but I really don't do magic. That little, the little um, what I call like, focus, and really gave the people attention and um, helped them re-improve that measurable, measurable, tangible. Um, if you ask someone to To measure their success, Um, whether they are running a 400, a 5K, a triathlon, you got to have those measurable so you can see how much they improve, really, really, it led to to be a big picture, because I didn't know that I was going to start the Gazelle, That started with three people, now it's like a couple hundred, it's really...
0: Wow. Right, so was was there a particular moment, if you can remember, where you realized... That helping people or, or impacting people really was more important than doing something related to your uh, what what you thought your career would be. Did you still struggle with kind of feeling like what you had studied uh, wasn't being used?
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> I kept I kept uh, I kept looking. Sometimes I would look in the paper if there was any uh, thing that is open in an agro business wide, and. But every time I tried, there was something pulling me on the side, pulling me to do more with the running community to help. Like, my daily routine would be get up in the morning, put the water for the community on Town Lake, uh, then I would go run, then I would go sell shoes, and then after the sell shoes, I would go run. You still have to get a move in because you have a goal. I have a goal that I have unfinished business. I have to go to the Olympics. I have to be the best I can be. This is the moment. It kept pulling me to help other people. So is this something
0: internal? Or or was there actually things happening that were kind of signs pulling you?
1: Signs. It was more like a signs pulling me. You know, you're doing great and you have people inspiring you, pushing you. You're so great. You're so amazing. You should start a group. I mean, I can tell you when the first three people, they went to recruits to their company. They show up. I've been doing it for fun, helping them out. They only 22 people, 22 people show up. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I can't, I can't help it. I still have, I still have another job to do. I'm doing this for fun. I was helping you. And they're like, no, 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 no. We have a plan. We're going to pay you, but we need a name. That name, that's the business.
0: Wow. And so, that, that's how it started.
1: Yeah, that's how it started. And so, I had to, um, now that a business side from agribusiness that I study, that started coming to life. It starts, you know, how do you plan a workout? Says, uh, how do you help other people? And how do you also um, set a website? I have to reach to the right people to help to set a website and set up the whole business. It's a that's how we started. Yeah. So there was an internal, uh, but also influence from other people pushing me, telling me how
0: great I am. So were there ever struggles in pursuing what you loved, or did you ever encounter discouragement?
1: Yeah, people trying to discourage me, you know, like, you know, I don't have a degree, I don't have a PhD to teach running, um, I don't have, um, I didn't even study PE PE to to help people. People were trying to destroy me, but you know what, I, I don't listen. I just do what I love. I uh, carry my passion to, what they said to the extreme. There was a competitor because they see how I was successful. Competitor were trying to destroy me. I remember when the coach wrote a nasty email. Uh, I did something with the, um, um, the statesman that talks about running form, that talks about how you run faster, how do you run injury-free, and then the guy just ripped me off. Part of it was to protect his brand and people followed that to me and I was like you know I don't need to hear, I don't need this just keep doing what I do best yes people trying to discourage me but I'm one of those guys that I am not gonna give up
0: yeah and it worked out I mean Yes, Gazelle has touched so many people there's so many organizations around Austin that I've, I've talked to and, and they know you like my physical therapist I saw this picture of you and, uh, and some runners on the wall uh, and, and he's, he said you know Gilbert I was like yeah he works <laughs> at my school uh, so, so it's amazing how do you find it sounds like you've always kind of had that courage within you how do you find the courage and the strength to, to really be who you are and stick to what you love
1: one is uh, lizards. Um, I'm driven by lizards. So what I do is, it's simple, it, it can be complicated. I help people achieve goals, whether in running, uh, whether the beginners discover the joy of running, uh, whether someone wants to run a certain time for Boston, to qualify for Boston. I cannot tell you how many people that I help reach those goals. Um, to me, that's more rewarding to see someone bring you know, happy face to what they are doing. Um, And the way I do it is pure simple, it's very simple. Joy first and everything will follow. Also, the Gazelle Foundation will give clean water to the people in Burundi where I grew up. And to be able to see um, a whole village transformed, a whole village getting clean water close to home, you don't have any idea how many people that get up in the morning, go fetch water, and the water is contaminated. They share the water with the animals. And then when you bring water close to home, this is clean. You know, Children, now they can go to school. Um, hospital can have water in the clinic. Um, attendance in a in school is 100%. Kids are happy and hydrated. Those are really stuff that can really make your hearts really shake hard because you're making a difference. You may, you're transforming the whole village. So, lizards, whether it's running, whether it's, it's seeing someone getting clean water for the first time, you should go on the website and check it out. When the kids are seeing the clean water, they are looking, they, don't want, they want to shower. It's just amazing to see.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. We can go back to, uh, to the difficult time at 19 around the accident or, or another time if you think where you ever felt the most lost or had the most doubts and was unsure about what life held with you, held for you, and how it went from there?
1: When you look back, what happened in 93, why did I survive? Why all my friends died? Why? I, I got through sometimes with this question, what, what did I deserve to be alive? What did God wants me to be able to do is, and I can find a solution, besides be thankful, is to help other people. I am here for a reason. I was given a chance to give, uh, to help others, bring hope and joy to other people. I don't look back. Yes, the past has gone. Um, Those are difficult moments. Um, You know, the past won't hold me back. Being a survivor, you're always kind of in, in between the future and the past. You're trying to leave the past behind and move forward. And um, the thing that helps me to forget the past and move forward is running. Running is my passion. is my therapy. It helps me not only to stay positive, but also to connect and do great things. When I run in, it's, it's like... It's like, after, if you see me after I finish running, it's just like happy, like a, like a child, because it's just joyful. Yeah. Joy. Yeah. And you found that early. I don't know if I answered yeah. your question.
0: Um, I think it was good. You've take really taken it to the extreme, making a life out of your passion, which is running, and you knew that. Looking back, what are the moments that really brought you fulfillment?
1: There's so many, man. There is so many uh, that I can name. One is one thing. So... Moving from Burundi, I, I usually don't like to talk about family. Moving from Burundi to come to this country, I think it's a it's a pretty. Um, I would say it's a place to be in this country, and to be able to raise my children in a safe, uh, in a safe, like a society. If I was in Burundi, I don't think I'd be alive. I don't think I would let my children to go, um, to go and outside to play because it's, it's really bad out there. And to be able to attend, for example, you know, same class with Emma, Emma, who's about to go to a grade school, to me, those bring such joy. Some because to be able to raise the, the children, which was the goal to marry in in 2000. Now you have now you have someone who's a, you know who's about to go to a great college. Those are the greatest moments.
0: Um, so really oh. seeing other people achieve their goals is, is almost like your goals for yourself now.
1: That's right. That's right. When you see, yeah, when you see people qualify for Boston, when you see uh, also the foundation what we do to give the clean water, it's really rewarding to be able to see someone they used to drink dirty water. There were like five children dying in a month. You saved like three. That's a huge. That's a that's a it's a huge uh, um, it's a great success, but also
0: uh, kind of rewarding. And and its its meaning that you found, what does that feel like? If you could put Help words it, to it.
1: Yeah, you know the meaning. If you can, um, I'm able to. Here's I'm able to enjoy what I do. What I do is something that I did growing up. I don't have to study the book. It's something that comes natural. How many people that are really? Uh, get a chance to do the thing they love.
0: I think pretty few.
1: Yeah, like when you get up in the morning, like, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to get there. I'm excited to see the people about to, you know, to exercise, to put the people to work. And then you see the results. How many people that do things that really, they enjoy doing it? I'm having the fun at doing what I love, which is helping people reach their goal. And it brings a lot of
0: joy uh, to be able to help people achieve their goal. Yeah. And I, so... That, that's something I've, I, I keep hearing is that I think that's how it's described as waking up and really being excited for what you're going to go out and do. Yes, yeah. So what advice would you give to people who are struggling with finding that um, and struggling to find the balance of things working financially and doing what they love?
1: You know, I'm very crazy. I don't... Money. Um, I don't value. I don't associate a lot of things with money. Someone asked me the other day, "Would you coach even if you are not paid?" Sure. Yes, I would do that. And when you do what you love, everything will come. And that's how this coaching started. It started with helping people because I love it. I just want to see them succeed. I like to give my time and the talent. And so, and that to me is most rewarding. And so, someone out there who's struggling. Uh, to find the the meaning of life, to find the joy in what they're doing. They're discouraged, whether it's financial or health. The key is um, that I found is always seek for help, to never give up. Never give up on your hopes and your dream. Keep trying. I call life climbing elevators. When you go, somebody's pushing the button, go down, some push the button, you go up. So it's always constant moving.
0: I like that analogy yeah and it would be because you're not always in control
1: yes it would be awesome it would be awesome if you are like if you want to go to the sixth floor stay there don't move because you leak the plateau it would be ideally but it's not always like that we're in a constant so you have to accept you have to accept where you are but also knowing that there will be uh, a bright future knowing there will be a light at the end of the tunnel but do sit wait things to happen. Miracles miracle happen. You have to go out seek for help, um, and that's what that's what I do. I go to people um, when I go speak to companies. People go like, I can't run, right? Yes, you can. Yes, there is some condition. People have a knee problem or hip problem. But I, but if you look around, we're full of excuses. We are full of excuses. I can't do this because of this, because of that. What about if you try? What about if you go to the doctor? What about if you go to a running show store or shoe store where they really analyze you and help you figure out and find out what shoes you might need? It might be a simple problem, but I think talk to someone, uh, seek for help.
0: uh, It will help you. Right, and really face that fear because I think you're right. The excuses are are kind of a way to not deal with it um, and then convince yourself that, this isn't what you really want to do.
1: That's right. People put on the back a burn of thinking it's going to go away instead of facing. You got to face the adversity. And um, I told you when I was in hospital, I was faced to limp around and not stretching my leg. I had to do something I had to move, to move. And that started moving, opened up a window to start jogging. And then that started jogging of patients led up to start training. Right. So you have and to have a patient too.
0: Yeah, and these people are saying that they can't run. And, and, and <laughs> you were in the hospital literally unable to Correct. extend your leg. So I think, I think that's a good example.
1: Yeah, also, I think what I'm um, sorry if I want to add to this is patience. We're not patient. Yeah. We're not patient. We want things quick. We want things right now. I want to be the best I can be right now. I want to run right now. But you know what, it takes time. So you gotta to listen to your body, you gotta take advice. And be patient, things are not always easy. But whatever you're doing, it takes, think about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan think he was a natural basketball player. No, he practiced a lot. He practiced, he was a patient and right moment. He was able to become the best basketball player ever and so it takes practice and patience
0: i like that how do you define courage 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 is
1: uh, to be able to um i call climbing to a place that you don't think you've ever been and when people are doubting you um but you have the guts to do it to do anything unimaginable for me I had the courage to go on my life. I didn't want to give up. When I was in the fire, everybody dying, they are surrounding the building. Everybody wants, they want to kill everybody who was in the building. I was determined, you gotta be determined. I was determined to get out. I had the courage to take a dead body, broke the window and I was able to go face the enemy. So. To me, you gotta be able to face your adversity. You gotta have that courage to go on, knock on the door uh, for help. You gotta have the courage to really seek for help to be able to, um, if you get if you're running it to, gotta find a way to kind of overcome. That's the that's what I call
0: courage. That's that's amazing. Are there any failures that you look back at and actually wish that they hadn't happened? Not at this moment. I think I've been privileged and
1: lucky. Um, I think, especially after the fire, things have been really, things have been really going in the right direction. Um, I've met people that have helped me, that really encouraged me, because probably maybe they know my past, maybe they know, uh, maybe they feel sorry for me because I went through hell and then I was able to rise up. And um, or just respect or admire you, maybe. Maybe respect or admire uh, admire me, but it's been, um, I think it's been a great, uh, it's been a great journey to be able to do what I do, and uh, people have supported me and uh, pushed me to, to do what I do and to go to the next level.
0: Do you think everyone has what they need and they are who they need to be, or do we all need to continue growing?
1: I believe in the growth, I believe you need to continue growing uh, by uh, trying new things uh not to be settled like for me uh, I think you're gonna keep searching for the calling you know and right now I'm helping people what's the next my uh, agenda What's in themic my uh my chapter How do I end my life? What did guys want to leave I just have to keep exploring my options and uh, keep working hard. And not to be comfortable. I like to stress myself every year. You know? So
0: Yeah. Keep challenging. Keep challenging. Even myself. once you found that place of contentment which you have. Right? That's
1: right. Keep challenging myself to the next level and to keep better. You keep improving
0: things to get better to what you do. So if there are three things you could say to your twenty year old self, what would they be? Ooh. Uh, since you can't go back and tell yourself this, it can mean to any 20-year-old.
1: First, patience. gotta be patient, work hard, and
0: dream big. I like that. <laughs> and I think uh, the bigger your dreams, the more you can do. Have there been moments in your life, moments, events, or books, things that you've heard or read maybe that have really changed your outlook?
1: Yeah, I read some, I read uh, once in a while, there's this book that I read about essentialism. Essential, which is, um, and then there's a, there's a person here that wrote a book, One Thing, right? It's like, you've got to find one thing that you love. One thing. in you know, all the stuff that you do, right? You have to find one thing that you are passionate about and go for
0: it. So that was almost reaffirming <laughs> <It> <laughs> your was, belief. was, it was. It was. <laughs> Balancing everything. Balancing other people's expectations versus your own. B- versus mine. Yeah, you has, know, has there been a, a struggle with that?
1: I think you know what I don't look what the people expect for me. I just do for me and my family because it's a distraction out there. Why should I live in the people's expectation? It one year when I was training for the Olympics, I was winning all the races local, and people like, oh, he's gonna make to the, the Olympics, and Every time I go compete, at DNF Boston Marathon, by the way, DNF meetings did not finish. Because I was running, I was running with trying to please people, trying to please my manager, not me. It was not like for me. I do because, oh, you can go Boston and win, you can do Boston, do great. But Boston, since I was, Boston is something like when you're an elite, Boston doesn't satisfy you. You go with this money. Boston, if you're not top three, top 10, you don't get paid. And so, um, the whole idea to go do Boston, it was not my thing. And I went there at DNF, I didn't finish. For the first time, DNF a major marathon, it was hot, I had a hamstring issue. And then, when I DNF, I went to do another marathon in Duluth and I ended up doing well. And so, the thing is you have to find what works for you. You have to um accord distraction. I do what I love will satisfy me. As long as I'm satisfied, as long as I reach my goal, as long as I reach my potential, I don't care what everybody says. Because we live in a world like here in Austin, we have so many running groups. I don't wanna be checking what everybody's doing. I have to focus to what I'm doing. I have to be better at customer uh, customer relation I have to be better making the athletes better I have to be better the people that I have the people come for help the people come to my door I want to make sure that you leave touched I want to make sure you leave uh, the door feeling, really that was great that was awesome I want to do that again that was fun versus someone people always trying to bring you down
0: anywhere people always to take you down trying to rise up and stay positive right and that's what people need to hear because there's not a finite amount of success or joy to go around so you're talking about building the gazelles and and people telling you oh you're not trained for this right this isn't what you have to do if they really cared about you know helping people run which is what they do then it seems like that would take precedence over the competition That's right. So so I I think that's that's a lot of people do need to hear that. Uh,
1: No, because uh, you know what I'm driven by the desire. Because if people are coming, people are coming and live. I have a mantra which is live with joy and run with joy. Because I believe if you enjoy what you're doing, everything is gonna follow. Um, Of course, uh, people get better, people improve, um, and I I'm unique in coaching in different ways because I've done it. I've done it, I've been to, you know, to the lowest, and I, rise, I also rose to the, uh, to the highest, so I've been both. I understand what it feels to be a beginner. I lost everything, and I started from scratch, and I was able to get to the highest level when I won the NCA. Now, when someone comes to me, I want to achieve this goal. The best way I do it is to establish a foundation People come in with "that uh, quick." I wanna, I wanna be fast in a month. You can't be fast in a month. No, it probably would take you. It would take you maybe a couple months or even years because, again, we expect the things to be. Uh, we don't have that patience. So I help people to learn their body, and I learn. It does not happen overnight. You have to train. You have to. You have to, uh, to do strength and so on. So, to go back to the question. Knowing that I've been, I've been to the lowest and then the highest, I can take someone to whatever they want to be.
0: So it sounds like it's not really struggle anymore for you to manage other people's expectations, but was it always that easy? Because I think, I think all of us, uh, even if it's subconscious, care what other people think. So how, did, how do you kind of push that aside?
1: You know, I really, I really don't think. Terrible. I don't think what the people think. Um, probably, I've been fortunate that the people um, um, really love what I do. They, you know, they see what I do. They see results. It uh, because it's a waste of your time to be thinking what the people uh, think about you. Yeah, and so you I, just have
0: to have confidence that this is what you love. Yeah, this me? is what
1: I love. And um, one of the things that. When I was training, I would say early 2000, um, yes, I've gone through that, where people expect me to win every race, where people expect me to qualify for the Olympics. I try, man. I I even went to London to qualify, London Marathon in 2007. I went to London to run a marathon, and again, been on a flight for 10 hours and expected to do well. I was always launching a book, have a book in the UK called running man it's the same with the book but different message different title and um, I went around to the BBC giving a talk and that marathon I didn't do well I DNF again I walked half the marathon you can imagine going to London to run a marathon and walk half of the race and part of it's like oh girl but it's done I don't care I had so much fun so I've learned how to push negativity out of my side and focus on the positive, and focus on what I'm doing, and the leave the moment, leave the moment. Make sure that I, uh, I really what I enjoy what I'm doing. I have two words when people come to me, to run from me, I said, use the words, you've probably seen in the end, focus. Forget the past, forget what you have been, and oh, outwork your opponents. Opponents can be yourself, can be your teammates. It can be also uh, the other person, your age group. And see, you have to be committed. You have to be committed to the training. And when, it comes, when you're committed, now you're committed to finish. Whatever you started, finish, you have to finish. A lot of people know how to start, don't know how to finish. You have to finish what you started. And then you, it is, you've been given gift utilize the gift and then when you're going to use the moment now is
0: the time so seize the moment here you have it focus <laughs> that's a pretty pretty solid acronym <laughs> Works out well. Yeah. Gilbert thank you for sharing uh, I, I love the conversation um, everything you had to say
1: you know thank you Colby and uh, thank you for the interview uh, I hope I was okay I, I'm all over the board I'm all over <laughs>
0: uh, it's good uh,